0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real
1: talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be One Tough Mother. It's all about you. Welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. We're here. Yay. Yay. And it's cool out. I actually have a leather coat on. I, it's it's, it's, it's seasonable. I like it. I want it to be cool now because it's time. It's November. Damn it.
2: We, we got ripped off in the leaves a little bit because the trees didn't know what to do.
0: They were so confused. Well, yeah. they're still turning colors, my mm-hmm. friend. Still I mean, time it's not, to take it's a
1: it's nice not ride. not gone
2: completely, but it's yeah. not the same.
0: It's not the same. It's good sleeping weather,
1: though. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. I agree. Um, <laughs> right off the top, we want to say Tough Mother... Um, Gail is not with us today. Unfortunately, Tough Mother Gail's had, um, two really rough s- things happen this week. She had a passing of a dear friend as well as an uncle. So, um, we want to send our love and condolences and, and our deepest feelings of support to Tough Mother Gail. We miss her. We love her and we can't wait to have her back white-
0: next week. White light, honey, as you would always say, we're right. sending you white light
1: and um, so that's going on and we have a great guest this week we have Connie Fipe who is the former CEO of the Girl Scouts um, former um, president of the National Speakers Association she's done a million things her grandfather invented the golden arches the actual (laughs) golden arches Um, she's country music royalty and she's related you know how that goes country you know back, oh gosh back, no, well I'm just saying oh, on, a lot of those people are related I'm <laughs> just bringing it out I mean
2: that's not right but my father's
1: from the south too Loretta L- 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 I mean, L- L- Lynn I know but okay so she's but on different sides of the family she's country music royalty and we can't wait to have her on Connie Fife she really um, just kicks really big butt and till the time I'm going to say to Lisa hey what happened
0: last week well, you know, it was funny. Um, I ran into uh, a friend of mine who I went to high school with. He was in town, and you were never going to believe what he told me. Why? He goes, You know, I just love your podcast. I go, Steve, you got to be kidding me. You listen to the podcast, you're a guy. You know I already said What? No, not, this is unbelievable. His daughters, Tori and Naomi, he listens with his daughters. Get this, because he thinks the podcast is a great show. Show girls how they should grow up, do what they've got to do, and give back. I love and that. I mean, and, you know, one of the girls is in her mid-20s, and the other one, I believe, is a senior in high school. So a little shout-out to Tori and Naomi Freno. We're so excited that you listened. Thank oh, you for I listening. I was
1: in tears. <laughs>
2: I'll right. talk less so I don't ruin the show for him yeah, yeah. it's thank you Seth yeah, no yeah. problem exactly uh,
0: Seth's two year
1: old what did you do lovey did you hit lows again <laughs> um, of course I um, I hit lows of course of course I did <laughs> and um, we my grandsons went to the playoffs so that was the last one so now the big big game is this Saturday so I'm super excited about that and I did something that just it's gonna blow your mind I went to the birthday party of a woman turning 102 years oh old oh my god I mean... 102 and let me tell you she Was as sharp as any one of us in this room. She's probably sharper. Yeah, actually sharp. She knew what was happening. Yes. No. No offense taken. Yeah. She she was with it. She was kind. She was she was really funny. I mean funny, but um yeah. I said to her so. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! You know, happy 102 birthday. I can't believe she goes. Don't tell anybody. I'm 102. I'm like, what? It's all over the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all like on the balloons. It's everywhere. But no, no, it was really cool. She was the coolest thing. So I had a lot of fun doing that. And um, we want to talk about this great, great, great new sponsor we have. Uh-oh.
0: Lisa can't wait because this, these, these people really resonate with all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the client's name is Storyblocks.com. And what they are is your one-stop, first stop for stock content Images, audio, everything. And um, Karen, how you all know, has her One Tough Mother website, is just phenomenal with this. But one of the things that I love about this is most of these pictures, anybody that has a website or does anything for small businesses or whatever, know how expensive stock or audio or video can be. A photo can run up to what, I what Karen? Oh, they, bucks? To, oh they can like, kill you. Exactly. They can kill you on well, this. get this. This company, 100% of all the sales, goes to the artist. I love that. Who dedicated or who put the the, um, content on the site. So what did you do? You went and you did something. Well, you know what happened
1: is years ago, well, for 25 years I've been in advertising and marketing. I had my own company. So I've done labels. I've done magazine ads. I've done billboards. You name it, I've produced it and made it and done it. So... I used to go, in the beginning it was, and I won't say the name of the competitor, it was extremely expensive. You got the stuff on CDs. You Mm -hmm. got a book of CDs. Then when they brought it online, you could go to the online shops, but the higher res that you buy, the more expensive. Number one, you pay by the downloads, so you download these points and you pay for a group of them, and each you know, picture has a certain amount of points. Vector art was extremely hard to get and they have great, they have that great too. vector art for their for their one price program. Yep. But here's the one thing that got me, and this happened about I'm gonna say about eight years ago. So I did an ad for Cosmo actually and it was a it was a big gig and um I used a stock royalty free photo. Okay? So I bought the photo, I made sure it was stock, royalty free, blah, 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 put it in the ad. Three months later, I get a phone call from these attorneys that say, hey, you used our client's ad in a Cosmo. They want money for it. I said, dude, I bought it off of a stock royalty-free site. No problem. He goes, no, 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 no. She didn't post that, ad, her picture up there. Her ex-boyfriend did. She didn't give permission well, for this. you didn't know that. No, of course not. But now, this whether you knew it or not, whether... If they were going to take us for money or not wasn't the issue. Now there's attorneys involved, so you're already losing because you're paying their attorney, your attorneys, to fight their attorneys. Okay, so it's never just that free. This, however, tell them the pricing structure with oh, this. this. I is, love this. And I went through the entire site and loved everything about it because I still do a lot of, you know, client work for people that want to do okay. freelance. And, and
0: by the way, if you ever have to do another shoot for Cosmo, they have this amazing photo. Shoes with champagne. Fits right in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a little sidebar there. But it's called the Triple Bundle. Bundle. Triple Bundle. Images, video, and audio for the price of one. And that price is is $149 for a full year of unlimited access. That's unheard of. Unbelievable. Limited access. And I got to tell you something. I'm a singer. Everybody knows it. I write music. I went to their music beds, and they're unbelievable. But they have this one called D Major Gorgeous Classic. Do you know it sounds just like one of the songs I wrote? Oh, my. See? I was like, it's the quality is just beyond. And actually, their photos have appeared on the History Channel, USA, National Geographic Network, Discovery, the Weather Channel, ABC. I mean, this is no small company. No, no, they got their stuff together.
1: I was extremely excited about it. Here's how excited I was. My friend, and this is my shout out to Jorge, my friend is one of the top photographers in the world, at least the country, if not the world. He got. Companies fly him all over the world to take beautiful, beautiful pictures of of different parts of the world. And I called him and I said, dude, did you ever hear this? Because he's got, he has to have banks and banks and banks and banks of pictures Mm -hmm. that people you know, didn't use. I said, throw your stuff up on here because I have many, many, many external hard drives of pictures. I'm gonna throw my stuff up on there because I'm a photographer and they don't take money. The other company takes a big percentage of your money when people yep. buy your photo. So
0: you get, it's 100% of the sale goes Seth to you. Friend.
2: No, I'm thinking about the audio for, for future podcasts Bam. and stuff. Yeah, yep. There you go. The other companies we use are expensive. Yeah. Very
0: expensive. Yeah. I mean, we I'm researched. I'm going to check out the
2: music. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And again, it's storyblocks.com now for nice this site, limited offer for $149 for unlimited to millions of images, videos, and tracks. You go to storyblocks.com forward slash otm 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 again, again i'm going to say this five times storyblocks.com forward slash otm storyblocks.com forward slash otm it is a limited time offer but oh my gosh you got you have to check this i out. loved it i love it and i'm
1: going to use it I, and all my friends that are in photography and that's a million of them they're going to use it so please do definitely check out storyblocks
0: one more time storyblocks.com forward slash otm The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you.
1: On today's show, we're excited to have a woman who's been referred to as the unstoppable speaker. Connie Fife is a successful high-performance businesswoman, an author, a coach, and an award-winning podcast host of up and out with Connie. From drag racing to Harley riding, this tattooed diva has broken the mold. Once the director of the United States Chamber of Commerce, chair for the CEO of the Girl Scouts USA, former president of the National Speakers Association, and much more, Connie's known to get it done. You bet. And it's with great pleasure that I can't wait to welcome to the One Tough Mother show, Connie Fife. Yeah! Yes. Welcome, girlie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great, thanks. What's going on out in LA? Anything happening?
3: Oh, it's a uh, beautiful weather. Uh, oh,
1: stop. Well, you're going to tell me. You don't tell me you don't don't miss it back east because I know you do. Because I know you're from uh, the east.
3: I do. I I definitely miss the East Coast. I tell everybody I miss rain. <laughs> I just miss, miss rain. <laughs> I know they've had some snow out there recently, but... I'm like, oh, I miss snow. No, I don't. <laughs> right.
1: You know what? Actually, I lived in Hawaii for a few years, and what happened oh. was I would come back east to Christmas just so I could have that taste of cold and snow and whatever.
3: That little bit. Right, right. Just to get that little fix. And I'll be doing the same thing, and then I'll be back to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Darn you. Anyway, um, I'm going to get right to the questions because I know you're on a tight schedule. And again, thank you so much for rearranging everything to do this for us. So not a problem. you got to tell Tell me how you got started. Tell me how it all started, Connie.
3: How did I get started? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I was an entrepreneur uh, as, as long as I, I could remember as a young girl. I, I actually lived with my grandmother, and I, I was cleaning houses for neighbors. I was doing their grocery shopping, babysitting, whatever it took to help pay the bills for the family for, you know, for what we needed to do. And so, I mean, you know, then all through life, it was always that drive that I had to be a leader, to lead businesses. And it just, it just never went away. It's just that internal drive that I've had. And then, funny, funny enough, I ended up in Washington, D.C. I uh, moved my way up through the, through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, And that was awesome, awesome, exciting, and got to meet some very – Very wonderful people there. And they taught me a lot. And they taught me about never giving up and keep moving, keep moving forward. And then when I had got married, I had moved back to the Northeast, worked at the local chamber of commerce, and then I was on the board of directors for Girl Scouts of Penn Woods Council. And I became the the chair of the board and then later became the CEO of that council. So it's it's just been a, a, a continual growth of my career. I'm always looking forward. I'm always taking that step forward and saying, okay, what's next? What can we achieve next? Who can I help next? And I think now I'm in that season of life where it is all about helping, and it's all about helping executives be the best they can be, develop those high-performance habits, and really specifically working and helping women achieve, because so many, uh, um, you know, women, I mean, it's, it's changing now, but, you know, I come from that era of a woman supposed to be in the workplace, or not in the workplace, you're supposed to be home, taking care of the family, taking care of the kids, and I just drove right past that.
1: Right, you're uh, like me, right? Uh, we call yeah. ourselves two timers. You had one, had a couple of kids, right. and you had an ex-husband, and um, so we were two-time. I always say two-time loser, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the loser was, oh, them I, or us. I, but I, I, I you had say kids I went to the rodeo. Yeah,
3: yes, you had kids, yeah. and you were doing all of this as a I single did. mother, right? I, I was. I was a single mom for eleven years. Uh, A lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot of mistakes, a lot of successes, but yeah, I became a single mom. My son was three months old and my daughter was three when I became a single mom and I wasn't working at the time. But I just went out. I made it happen. I was going to school. I took my kids to class with me.
1: (laughs) Right, right. You know, we did what we had to do,
3: right? Exactly, exactly. yeah. And other mothers
1: can do that. Other mothers have the ability to do that.
3: They can. I was working full-time. I was going to school part-time. And my family had a restaurant. And I worked there a couple nights a week as well. And, um, again, the kids were just... They would just come with me. So they also learned at a young age and how to be independent. Sometimes now I think too independent <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the, you know, to to be strong and you know and stand up and work for what they have. I seen I I seen a quote recently saying something like, um I got everything I wanted. It was just handed to me after I worked hard for it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I like it
1: when people go, oh, it an overnight success. They don't realize it took 25 years to get to where you're at. You know, you're right, oh, right, you're an overnight right. success. You know what I really, I really not only enjoyed, and I want to touch on the Girl Scouts being the CEO of the Girl Scouts, but you know what? I was really impressed with the fact that you're on the advisory board for the members with, with Dress for Success. I think that's really yeah. big. And I think that's really big for women. I like these, um, these opportunities women have to go get a business suit or get something to help them get the yes. interview to help them feel good about themselves going looking for a job because when you're a single mm-hmm. mom or a mom with an income or a mom who's married it's difficult to put money into yourself correct
3: it, it's very very difficult I like guess said whether you're married or a single mom but I was involved with dress for success back on the east coast I got involved with them here in the in the LA um, chapter, West Coast um, area, and like, so many women, like you go in there and you think, oh, well, this is women that are, because I've worked with a lot of women that have come out of shelters. Right, right. I, I, I worked with um, the Sisters of Mercy back in Pennsylvania, and they worked with women that were in shelters, or they helped bring them out of prison and transition them into shelters and then back into their family. So I was involved with that pretty pretty heavily. And then with Dress for Success, you know, you would think it's a lot of the same women, but it's not. Okay. I've I, I worked with women. There was a woman last year I worked with, she's a PhD, but she lost her job. She was a single mom. She went through all of her savings and found herself living on the streets. Unbelievable, right? Yep. Unbelievable. So it's not, you know, it's not just, you know, women that have always been there or, like you said, coming out of prison or transitioning. It's women with high degrees, highly educated women, and circumstances help happen in life that, you know, we need to be there just to give them the hands up. Like I said, when I was, when I first got divorced, I, I, I was um, a bit of that. Um, I, I partied hard I um, guess uh, so I got you know I got the tattoos uh, riding you know Harley and and I was living that kind of life for a couple right, of years and right. I thought you know what this is not really what I want to be doing I want something greater than this I want something greater in life and again it gave, it gave me that drive so a lot of these women would dress for success You know at times I wish I had an organization like that that was there to help and lift me up and that's that's exactly what they're doing they're giving women another chance an opportunity whether it's giving them you know clothing um, helping them with resume building. And it's just more than a the close. They're working with the resume building, but, and they also have educational programs for these women. So it's not only get a job, but it's to keep that job. That's excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah, so great, great programs. There's a lot of, you know, they work with you on budgeting. Um, like this particular woman I'm talking about, she did get a job. Uh, she, you know, Through Dress for Success, she helped them being better at budgeting and finances. And she'll tell you, she said, I make less now, but I have more money in the bank.
1: Right, right, right. I love that. You know what? Mm -hmm. And it's so true. It's not just about dressing them, but that is a big part. Your mental attitude when you're going into an interview, the way you feel about yourself and the way you think you present is very, very big. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I commend you and everyone who's done anything on that. Now you have to talk to me a little bit about the Girl Scouts. I was not a Girl Scout. I'm sorry to say I had a little issue in brownies where I found some matches and anyway I wasn't kicked out but I really don't think I was welcome back what a surprise <laughs> but at any rate I was only a brownie for a few months are you um, shocked Seth no I don't think so
2: no not shocked
1: <laughs> but um, tell us a little bit about the Girl Scouts because I need I'm gonna call you out on the carpet Connie you and I are kindred souls we know how this works in I interviewing know. I'm calling you out on well, how do you feel about boys letting girls into the boy scouts so tell wow. me what you think
3: uh i think it's a huge 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 mistake uh the boys you know when i look at this the girl scouts have their mission the boy scouts have a mission now this isn't anything new uh when i was back at at girl scouts i mean i actually worked a lot in collaboration with the boy scouts and we had a lot of these conversations around the boys letting girls into the program so they've been doing this for years okay what has changed now is they're allowing girls to earn that eagle scout which they didn't do before so that's that's i mean really what what has changed okay um the reason that they're doing, I think, and I believe is wrong. The reason that they're doing it is because, of course, they're losing membership, just like Girl Scouts were losing membership And uh, 11 years ago, why they made the decision to do the realignment and um, why things had changed and looking at best practices. Now, with Girl Scouts, the councils are chartered, so the councils have certain criteria that they have to meet, certain standards. Where the Boy Scouts is not run that way, the, all of the Boy Scout councils are independent of the you know the, the headquarters. You know they have that connection, of course, but there's not a charter, so they couldn't do the realignment like the Girl Scouts did. Okay, so they're losing membership, and the reason that they're doing that was to help increase membership. But bringing them together is just oh such a mistake because when you know, with Girl Scouts, I mean, I could share stories of, you know, summer camp. I mean, we would have files of, you know, the drinking that would go on by the counselors. Um, that, you know, we'd have, um, you know, males on, on, on the premises. Right, right. And then they'd start, you know, having relationships with other people. Like, that was like an issue, like we always had to stay on top of. Right, uh, right. So now that you're integrating it together... It's just it's it's creating um, a different dynamic within the group, because as a girl, you're growing up and you want to, you know, allow the girl to be themselves and be who they are. And one of the really positive changes that were made with the realignment is they're offering more programs to girls that are, you know, the mountain climbing and, you know, the more um, outdoor. Extreme sportish, right. Extreme sports. Thank you. And so, and a lot of girls want that. You know, some girls still want to do the quilting and all of that, and that's fine. Um, but a lot more want the extreme sports. And this is why some are going to the Boy Scouts because they want that. But when you have that mix and when you have a young child in, that's still developing and now you're starting to have this mix, and especially in those teen years, the, it, the boys and the girls are not going to feel you know, that they can be themselves in this type of environment. Right. Um, and, and, of course, I mean, you do get situations, and there will be some positive situations where, you know, it's just, you know, you're just friends and you're kindred spirits and, and you're going to work on, on these projects together. But it just changes the whole dynamics of the, and the mission of the Boy Scout organization when, when you bring it together like this. Like I said, there's going to be some bigger issues, than what they've experienced now in the past. And it just, I am am not for it. Uh, I I am against it. I'm, I'm all opening for the boys and girls getting along and playing nicely together. And you could still do that as Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Like I said, we did that and we collaborated and we brought some programs together. But when you're in trench like that and working together, and again, it just... Just it's setting themselves up for failure.
1: I'm going to back you up on this one because when I was told about it, and and, and remember for everyone listening, Connie and I are, are two um motorcycle riding tattoo mamas. I mean, we, we were not you know just prim and proper, so um, but I back her up right. because I've had both boys and girls, both you know, I have three mm-hmm. sons and a daughter, and in the teenage years, there has to be some some kind of sacredness that you can talk about things among right. your group you know what i mean right. each group yeah having the mm-hmm. boys in there and girls in the teenagers being boy crazy and boys being girl crazy it it right. changes the whole dynamic of what bonding with each other is i think that's in right. my mind now the extreme sports i'm all for it you know i'd be doing um parkour oh, yeah. in in manhattan yeah. and ice climbing in uh in the Antarctic, if I could. However, right. if they want to change the Girl Scouts to have more of an extreme sport type program that's offered to them, that's awesome. But involving mm-hmm. and having them together, I, I'm backing you up, Connie. No, I don't believe Yeah, and the and the
3: girls do have the extreme sports now. They have included that. And and what they've been doing is they you know, they're taking the camps And they are, you know, they're they're creating geographical camps that are extreme sport related camps. And so that so they are doing that. And that was a part of the realignment that they did. And like I said, that was about 11 years ago. So, you know, and, and it takes time for change, but it's it's definitely happening. And so, yeah, no. I mean, I remember. I remember, like you said, you know, you have the boys and you have the girls. I remember going to camp, like re, like re, my religious camp, when the boys are hitting on me, and right, that was coed. Right, right. And so, I mean, these things do happen. Um, yeah, that's part of this too. If you think about it, is yeah. the
1: counselor end of it, the counselor end of. Yeah. Boys and girls together. Now you have male counselors and female counselors. Yes. And you have males exposed to young girls, and you have females exposed to young... I I, I don't know. I just... I don't like the mix. I'm going to be honest. Anybody can write in and, and give me crap about it. Call me out about it. Say whatever you want to say. But I just think the mix is not something that I would like.
3: No. I mean, even when you have camp, because we would have girls that would come... Uh, you know, maybe, you know, dad was their only parent, right? So, dad, so dad would want to come with them to camp. So, the girls, so dad could not sleep in a tent with the girls, dad had to go sleep in his own tent by himself. Right. And then we still had to find a female counselor that would come in to sleep with those girls in that tent because, you know, dad couldn't do it. So, it, it created more. Um, I don't want to say more work, but it created more concern for us to make sure that dad was in a tent at a distance, that we don't have to worry about him coming in and being with these young girls at night, you know, because they're showering and they're doing. You know, exactly. Things. Yep. So we still had to reach out to somebody else to bring him in, which meant it cost us more money because now we're feeding somebody else and we're providing room and housing for somebody else. So it actually costs us more money for doing that, but at the same time, we can't say, "Dad, you can't be here at all." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you just have to be, you know, separated from, you know, from your daughter.
1: Well, I'm. I thank you for telling telling us your feelings on that because I mean, I, I was interested. I really wanted to pull that out of you, but I'm going to move over to something that's kind of fun and funny because um, <laughs> your music, your country music royalty, and you are the. the you're the exact descendant of the man who made the golden arches. Go that's ahead. That
3: right. was my—that was my—that was my, my, my grand—my granddad, my grandfather. He—he d- uh,
1: he d- invented the golden arches. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Right? I read that the other
0: day, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Was he highlighted yeah, the, in the movie, The Founder? i No. <laughs>
3: um. No, I don't think, I mean, I've seen Coal Miner's daughter. I did not see the one with her a crock, but, but legend has it that, yes, my, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, and again, going, going back to, you know, my roots of, of my family. So my family comes from the Appalachian mountains. Right. And so my, my grandfather, he was in the Hazard County of Kentucky and So in the Lane's family, they're on the other um, haulers of of the other side of the mountain, Uh, butcher hauler. So my, my grandfather, so when he left, he left the family. When my mom was 13, when he left the family, they had already moved into Louisville, Kentucky at that time. And they were living on the property in Arthur Street on the property of the University of Louisville. And so he had left the family and... He put himself through school at an um, older age, and he went to the University of Georgia. He learned all about art and creativity and neon science. His original job was, and I have his biography, his original job was he had painted a mural on the side of a building, and that's how he started doing it. He was painting it, and his very first job, the um, the his footing he lost when he was painting, and all the paint cans, what flying into the air and like all over the side of this building, all over his mural that he had just painted, <laughs> and it became a, an art of who he is. <laughs> 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 and then so he gave up painting inside the buildings, and he went into neon signs okay so he's you know, he lived around, around the world, um, painting neon signs. Um, I actually have his sketchbook when he was in the nursing home he was sketching all by hand pencil sketch all of the neon signs that he had done and all it is is like a three ring binder type tablet that he was creating all of these on so when i moved here to southern california i actually pulled that out and i drove down route 66 and pulling out all of the signs that are in his book
1: that's awesome that is so cool that is very cool
3: But the only thing that's not in that book is the McDonald's. The Golden
1: Arches. I know. When I read that, I was thinking, oh my gosh. So not only are you the granddaughter of the man who made the Golden Arches, you're somehow related to Loretta Lynn and Minnie Pearl, which I. And Dolly? Was
3: Dolly in that mix too? No. Okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, So. I learned, so I always knew about Loretta Lynn because mom would talk about her. And so Loretta Lynn is actually married to my mother's, was married to my mother's cousin. So, Bo, he had died. So they were cousins. And then uh, Minnie Pearl was on dad's side. And I only learned about her a couple of years ago because um, it was only a couple of years ago that I learned about my dad. And I, I had learned that I was adopted, and the father I had grown up with um, wasn't my wasn't my father. That my real my real dad died when he was 32. But um, so yeah, so I learned that about Minnie Pearl, and she's actually buried next to my dad in Centerville, Tennessee. So a couple of years ago, my dad or my husband and I did the whole tour during uh, for the summer. And so we went to the haulers, we went to Butcher Hauler, uh, and got to meet some of the family there, went to the Hazard Haulers, and what was really funny is, like, these two guys come walking out, like, with a shotgun, and they're like, oh, the boy. <laughs> I yeah, know, this was, like, you." this a couple of years ago, and I was <laughs> sort <of> like, you're <laughs> the wild, I'm like, oh, no, McIntyre, McIntyre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's geez. so funny. She's oh, hilarious, well. Minnie Pearl. So that's really hysterical. Oh my gosh. So yeah. that so you've got a lot of great stuff going on, but you also told me that you're starting a new uh or you're maybe you're rebranding a company. You wanna give us a little bit about that before you have to go?
3: Oh, sure, don't you. Uh okay, so my company is the Fife Group and we and what we do, we work with C suite executives and we have a full mentor program and leadership training program for middle management up into the C suite. And so for years, I've been part of a mastermind group quietly with a group of women. So working with the C-suite group, and they've been, you know, we've been chatting back and forth for the last year or so and saying, how can we help more more women, more executive women, C-suite women, how can we get them involved more into the C-suite program? And so I decided to take my group, which was the Global Women's Network, uh, kind of vanilla, and we changed that, and uh, to women who dare. So it's the Women Who Dare Council. Okay. And it is for nonprofit executives, entrepreneurial leaders, uh, C-suite executives, and then our, our our top level Circle 200, which is for ladies who are um, currently CEOs or they have been, you know, have been in that in that space. And so it is it is a membership council. And it has been, been I, I've only just launched it or relaunched it in, in a couple of months, and it has just been insane, the, the interest that we have, and the women who want to be part of this group, because we are being very, very specific. It's, it's not all, oh, let's all come together and bitch and talk about, you know, Guys, it's 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 nothing like that. Right. It's about helping the women, helping the women keep that power that they have, taking the high road, and being the best that they can. I mean, the mission is helping helping um, women in leadership achieve excellence and be unstoppable together. Because as women, we tend to not be unstoppable together. Okay, and it, and it's called
1: again. What was what did you just rename it? What did you launch it as?
3: What woman who dare
1: women who dare and is yes. there a website up yet about it Connie
3: uh, the website should be up soon it will be women who dare dot okay. me okay
1: Dot me. I love that women who dared. Yeah. I love that they're opening all these new dot. I actually have another oh, company know. that's called um, Wedding Words and it's weddingwords.love dot love because I do wedding oh. ceremonies. So I like that they do that. Um, yeah. So th- that's what you have going on in the future. I know that you're you're going to dip. Diff- you're taking on a big tour. You're going to be touring around the country and you're going out of the country as well which is incredible. So when you come to the city, we can go wingsuit flying or something since we're both badass, tough mothers. All right, we'll do do something crazy. Um, We can go train surfing. Have you ever done train surfing? Oh my gosh. (laughs) How about we just jump out of a plane? (laughs) 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 We'll we'll go train surfing or something. But um, uh, tell everybody where they can hear your podcast. Tell everybody about your network so that we get that all in for you.
3: Absolutely. So my podcast is Up or Out with Connie, and we have 36 distribution networks, but you can hear us. Uh, just look for us on iTunes. Just look for Up or Out with Connie, and you could, you could hear us there. I've uh, been doing this, oh my gosh, uh, this is gone on my sixth year. The, I went from live radio to hybrid, and now it's, it's all podcast. You could also find me on the C-Suite Radio Network. And I mean, it's, it's a huge branding there. We're also on, um, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, uh, Stitcher, and again, iTunes. And we're in 145 countries. So really, really excited about the expansion and the growth of, of the, the Upper Out Network. And in the Upper Out, uh, network, we also, I've started, uh, a new podcast, um, of the Woman Who Dare. OK, so we're having Excellent. a special segment, a special series on the woman who dare. But it's all up or out with Connie. Excellent. That's so great.
1: And they can go to uh, Fife dot com is, is that one of your Fife Fife group group. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's OK. All right. I, I, I just I just wanted to take a moment to um, let Lisa. She has a question that she wanted to ask you. And then we will sign off because I know you've got something going on. Go ahead. This is Tough Mother Lisa.
0: Um, Actually, I was just curious about one thing, and I hope it doesn't open up a whole can of worms. Have you been approached at all with the Girl Scouts where, like, you know, girls growing up who think they could be gay and the boys growing up who think they could be gay and would relate better to being in a Girl Scout or being in a Boy Scout? Has that happened, or do you anticipate that happening?
3: I anticipate that happening, but I have not, personally, I have not experienced that. Um, the only negativity we had, um, again, this was 11 years ago, and we had uh, a group where the the leaders were lesbian and where they were meeting, the location had called and asked that we, we move them uh, because they felt that they were being role models. Okay, girl, I totally you know, understand.
0: Batman. Totally understand that. I was just curious yeah, but, about that. That's all.
3: Yeah, but to your question, no, I have that. I have not experienced and that. Has not was never approached me about that. But I do expect that to happen, especially now that we're seeing the crossover. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I do see that.
1: Well, thank you, Connie. Again, thank you for rearranging your schedule to do this. It's oh, Fife I
3: love Group,
1: there. which is P H E I F F Group. It's women or woman who dare women.
3: Women, W-O-M-E-N. Okay,
1: Women Who Dare, and that'll be dot me. That'll be coming out very soon. And again, please, I can't thank you enough. You rock. You are one tough mother, and uh, we're going to have to ride bikes together. I, I actually oh, I wore definitely. my motorcycle boots today in anticipation oh. of this. I have my Doc Martens on and only probably you mm-hmm. and I know what Doc Martens are.
3: Uh, right, right.
1: So, all
3: right. Well, thank you, cool. Connie. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. And right, you're welcome back anytime.
0: All right. Love it. Love it. Take we'll care.
1: Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
0: The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And now it's time for Here We Go, Tough Mothers Headlines and Headaches, sponsored by Storyblocks.com. And I made up their tagline First Stop for Stock and More. Okay. Nice. Now, this this first story is uh, very alarming. So I'm going to say, let me preface everything with allegedly, but parents, please beware. There is a cult-like organization called Nexium. It is spelled N-X-I-V as in Victor, M as in Mary. Story's been around for a while, but now Catherine Oxenberg, who was on the original show Dynasty, is speaking out on behalf of her daughter, India, who's part of this organization. I'm going to read you some bullet points because I got to tell you, there's just way, way too much to go into. But parents, again... Please beware for your daughters, okay? So, Nexium supposedly is a secretive self help group accused of recruiting young women as slaves. Okay? Based in Albany, New York, thank you, and acts as an executive coaching workshop for some. According to Bonnie Peace, Oxenberg's friend, there's a secret sisterhood with Nexium. Their leader's name, Keith Raniere, known as Vanguard, supposedly has, you won't believe this, women branded with his initials right below the waistline as part of an initiation ritual. It gets better. Claims include putting the girls on a 500 to 800 calorie diet a day and, get this, handing over collateral, something to verify that they would never tell anyone about the group's existence. Now, here's the kicker. Supposedly, there are people in very high places of power who I will not mention, but you will know their names if I did, that have taken classes with Rainier. I mean, that's kind of scary. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going back and forth. So here's what I suggest. It's In a res- in a response to the New York Times article about this organization and in India, NXIVM insu- issued a statement calling the story a criminal product of criminal minds, but... Recent allegations about the group have prompted the New York State Governor's Council to launch a review into the matter. Go to newyorktimes.com, people.com, or just Google NXIVM. You can find out all about it. I mean, come on. I can't even. In today's day and age where these kids have nowhere to go and what they're doing, they're they're just getting recruited by everybody. Scary. It's disgusting. You know, uh,
2: on another podcast, we did an episode about cyberbullying, and we had a guy who runs, he's head of social media for NYPD. And he has three daughters, I think he said. And uh, he collects all all uh, devices at 10 o'clock at night. They're all... You know,
1: actually, my doc, my yeah. girlfriend's a doctor, and she did that. Good for him. She took her kid At 10 o'clock, th- their kids' devices came in her room.
2: You yeah, and even uh, uh, my wife's uh, brother, who's 13, stayed with us, and I went in the room. He has it on his phone. I said, no, you're not going to yeah. lay in bed with your phone. No. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: no. I agree. Yeah. All right, so this next story, um little sad but actually happy, okay? Early Christmas for nine-year-old Jacob. Wants Christmas cards for his last Christmas. Okay, so it is a little sad, but it's, in the end, it's really inspiring. Jacob Thompson was diagnosed with high-risk neuroblastoma at age 5, which does attack the nerve cells in usually children 1 to 5 but can go up to age 10. In October, it spread to his brain. So there's a good chance he may not make Christmas. But guess what he wants to do? He loves Christmas. Jacob loves Christmas so much. He's asked everyone to send Christmas cards early to celebrate. And he wants them from all over the world. He got one from Antarctica where his favorite animals, penguins, we all love penguins, live. The whole family's doing up Christmas at the hospital and he's loving it. Did you want to say something? Uh, The
1: only thing I wanted to say was Lisa did it
0: make he wants
1: homemade Christmas cards yes like you don't have to go out and buy anything it's a great project for like your kids, Seth yeah. my grandkids just make a homemade Christmas card
0: and send teach it to them. teachers if you're listening have your, have your students in the classes good. do it I mean what's such a goodwill for a child like that Um, Like I said, they're doing up Christmas. People have called him an old soul and believes he's taught everything about life. That's what his father, uh, Roger, said. He's accomplished everything that he needed to do by nine, and he wants everybody to just live like penguins, which is what they do. They dive into life. They find warmth among friends. They stay cool, and they give to others. That's sweet. And his favorite poem is Advice from a Penguin. So if you'd like to... You can address everything. Go to CNN for the full story, but here's the address. Jacob Thompson, care of the Barbara Bush Children's Hospital at Maine Medical Center, 22 Bram Hall Street, B A R A B R A M H A L Street, Portland, Maine, 04102. You could just Google his name. Jacob Thompson and it's going to come up
2: you know, Melissa sent me this in a text because you know, we were having some minor issues with different little things you know day to day BS you deal with and just puts things in perspective and, right, right. you know and like how this is this, it's such a, a heartwarming it is thing, and just this kid's dying, and like he wants to bring joy to everyone else. Exactly. Unbelievable. and he wants me. them
0: to live. There. And by the way, I did not send a card. I did a PowerPoint. I found hundreds of photos of penguins, put them all together. You probably it Yeah, a he broke down the you know system what's in the hospital. He's been hanging, crazy lady? He's hanging <laughs> the pictures on the wall. He's hanging all the cards on the walls. So I'm beautiful. like How cool would it be to hang photos of all different types of penguins? Because there's a lot of different types. Well, get your kids to do this, everybody. I think it's a yeah. fun thing. I'm going to bring okay, it to so, my preschool. Excellent. Yeah. Now. Shalane Flanagan, first American woman to win the New York Marathon in 40 years. Congrats, congrats. 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 Placed first on Sunday ahead of Kenyon's Mary Katani. I hope I pronounce this right Katani who won the past three years she was born in Colorado Shalane and she grew up in Massachusetts she competed in the 2004 2008 2012 and 2016 Olympics in 2016 she came in sixth place in the marathon but this year baby number one and mom ma, even male manager mom was excited oh my she goes, God, I can imagine oh my
1: gosh a woman won
0: the New York marathon and and she's, she's like Irish. super
1: excited about it yeah <laughs> and she's Irish. Irish. I was like I
0: didn't even know you knew there was a New York marathon ma. no not true that's just kidding I okay mean, now, a little personal aside, I am officially in mourning. George Clooney may be giving up acting, according to the UK Sunday Times. Well, there's a reason for it. George Clooney's working behind the scenes because he can. Look, I acted for a long time, and you know I'm 56, the Oscar winner told them. I'm not the guy that gets the girl anymore. Well, he would get me. (laughs) I shouldn't be the guy that gets the girl. But look, if somebody's got Paul Newman's role in verdict, i jump. But there aren't that many roles like that. Acting used to be how I paid the rent. But I sold a tequila company for a billion, as he puts it, F and dollars I don't need the money so he's gonna focus on directing producing and all that does stuff does he
2: have kids now right Didn't he has he twins have... him and yeah. them all have twins i spend some again. time with them too yeah, yeah well, just for the right. hell of it you yeah. never
0: know he's living all over the world but mm-hmm. I am in mourning because I want to see him on the screen forever
2: just I'll get seeing some ER DVDs all right Lisa
0: <laughs> oh please no okay. no not ER I watch Oceans 11 right. I watch Oceans 11 12 That's, and 13 ooh, back he's to just, back back to back baby Netflix okay. and George yeah. now <laughs> Bark U S. Teen parent watchdog app BarkUS reveals list of teen texting codes. I couldn't believe this. Karen sent this to me and I was like, we have to do this. Because I looked it's at it I like, oh, I don't know any of this crap. Oh, my God. And we're going to test you, too. Seth, let's see how smart yeah, you are now, you, you wise are. guy. Yeah. Okay. Like teen, let me go. Teen it. parent watchdog app Bark, B-A-R-K, like the dog, US. BarkUS released a list of abbreviations and acronyms it has gathered that are popular among teens. Mm. Obviously most are about sex and drugs, but not all. It's not exactly new, but similar versions have floated around for years. Some are obscure while others are just a little obvious to be practical. Even for those with the not so tech savvy parents. So mm. for example,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Seth, you know what forty twenty means?
2: I don't know what forty twenty is. Okay. I it's know what a 4
0: Four twenty. Yes. What?
2: That's weed. How did you no know? What, that? It's a police. I knew it's it a, too. It's a police. Uh, That's one
0: thing you and I knew. <laughs> okay. The cops. Okay. The cops. Oh, I didn't know that. What is 99? My daughter,
2: my daughter's uh, my daughter, my my niece is 420. She's a 420 All baby. right, what does
0: 99 mean?
2: 99? Cops?
0: Pa- parents are out.
2: Oh, parents are out.
0: G N O C. Anybody? Any takers? mm Uh. Ugh. Get naked on cam. Oh. 53x.
2: I would have been in trouble if I was a kid. 53x. Answer my question. Do you know? 53X? don't know. It sounds like a football player. Well, it's
0: code for sex,
2: baby. Uh,
0: huh, see 53x. Huh. Bend over. See you. <laughs> I, I knew a guy named Bend over. Bend over. Yeah. Bend, yeah. Oh, okay, we all have. <laughs> see you. 46. See you for sex. UH. Ah, I like that. Are you horny? Hmm. Nine and CD9 means code nine for parents are around, and. Uh, P.A.L. Parents are listening. So, ladies, I am officially L.O.M.A. Because it's crazy. I
2: don't for know more what that info,
0: is. oh, you don't. Okay, no. well, I'm sorry, I'm not telling you. Loma. So, for more info, go to Bark.us. You can get all the info. You can download their app. N.P. No problem.
2: I'm gonna beat my kids. They the Okay, trap.
1: we're gonna be back with <laughs> mail in two
2: minutes,
0: and Seth's gonna be beating his kids. We'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you.
1: And we're back, and we've got Tough Mother Mail. And again, Gail is in here, and we send her our love. Okay. So we're going to fill in with...
0: Well, we, got, we we have a sponsor for this, too.
1: All right. Well, let me just say we're going to f- have Seth read mail, and our sponsor is... Number seven, makeup and skincare she from really She really loves that like, stuff. I
2: love it. I'm wearing it right now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you got there for us, Seth?
2: Okay, dear OTM, I'm graduating high school this year, and our school is having a senior's Christmas dance. I went a few weeks ago with some of my friends to go dress shopping. It took me forever to find the perfect dress, one that would leave the class speechless. I found it, and I look fab in it. I am super excited to wear this dress. It feels weird saying this. No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That I keep putting it on every night to admire myself in it. Wow. Another one of our friends who couldn't come with us uh, the day we went shopping met up with us at my house to show us her dress. I can't believe it is exact same dress. Oh God, damn it! it. He can't be reading this. I hate when that this happens. (laughs) It happens to me all the time. (laughs) I am kind of annoyed because I described the dress I got to her, and I feel she deliberately went out and got the same one. Her reaction uh, was that she is sorry, and she asked what I am going to do now—get a new, go get a new dress. What she's going to go do now? Weird. Right. Okay. (laughs) No, she needs to go get a new dress. Yes. I bought mine first. How epic will I be if I'm someone's twin? A friend's twin, of all things. She needs to return it. My friend seems okay with the fact that we match, and she said we can be twinsies. I am not, I will not leave a jaw-dropping last impression as someone's twin. Help! Oh, Seth. From Hannah.
0: I swear if it's a plaid dress, I'd be so pissed. What do you think, Lee? Well, first of all, this actually happened to me, but it wasn't a prom. It was New Year's Eve. My friend, Jan- same thing. I had it first. She bought it. You know mm. what I say, honey? If you think you are rocking that dress, you wear it and you make her look like what?
2: Well, you girls you, you girl should know. It's about the shoes, right? So yeah. maybe you have better... You get, Don't sure tell them what kind of shoes you're getting. Yeah, make yeah. sure you get the better shoes.
0: Absolutely. The, jewel, yeah.
1: the bling in the shoes right. is where it's at. Dress it dude. up. Mm-hmm.
2: You can uh, do something different with it, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, right. yeah. Stand yeah.
0: out. Well, Seth, wow. Huh? Good for you, dude. Huh? You, you really rocked your side coming word. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> so th- thank you. And Hannah... Do dress it up, put some bling on, make it yours. Get some cool shoes and make it yours. Exactly. You rock giving... that dress. Yes. And,
2: uh, you know, shave half your head too, and have like the all right. And it, with the next
1: letter is, uh, <laughs> uh, dear one tough mother, my friend's girlfriend has really bad breath. Oof. It's pretty unbearable. When she talks to you, you have to hold your own breath so you don't smell it. She's a pretty girl and, and has a very nice, but her mouth, oh. Everyone's aware of it, and everybody teases her behind her back. It's rude, I know, but it's so easy. I've wondered if someone should say something to her, but then how do you tell someone? Her breath is really bad, and she needs to fix it. Is there a nice way of telling her, and what do you think we should do? Thanks, Lena. Leave some gum. Right? We did this. We worked with a guy who had hard. horrific, horrific, horrific cigarette smoke breath and coffee breath and everybody complained everybody oh my god he talks to clients it was just like horrible we bought tic tacs lifesavers gum and one other thing and left
2: them on his desk is not that kind of passive aggressive though
1: it is yeah it, but do you want
0: to you would you, you call her to yeah i would totally pull her aside and pretend it's you karen i love you to death you always look great, but I just have to tell you, as your friend, your breath is—you need to do something about your breath. I would—I would be so loving. I said, "Here's something that might work. Maybe you give a little, like you said, Tic Tacs, whatever that." But I would actually lovingly tell her because. First of all, somebody leaves that on your desk and be like, oh, they left Wouldn't somewhere. you
2: want to know? Because sometimes people don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want I to know? Want, I absolutely want right. to know.
1: So, and Lisa asks
0: know. me all the time, Does my, do I have bad breath? Yeah, because I drink a lot of coffee.
2: So big surprise. You do, Lisa. Yeah, I know. No, we're here. So
0: I'm yeah. always like, oh my God, do I have bad breath? Coffee breath? Blah, blah, blah. The no,
2: you know what this reminds I'm, me of too is uh, my, my stepson went to the dentist. His father took him and his stepmother said, oh, they said his teeth are a really bad shape. I, and I said, um, he just spent the last five days with you. Did you guys make him brush his teeth? How many times did you brush your teeth the last five days? None. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, well, you yeah. guys don't make him brush his teeth. We do. Yeah, that, but you have to take care of yourself.
1: And the other thing is just on, on a medical side of it, um, having bad breath. You can eat all the gum and mints you want. Sometimes it's a medical issue. Could be in your belt and your yeah, gut, your stomach, your gut and your heart. Believe it or not, I heard a long time ago people with bad breath might have heart conditions. And of course, you know the dental and the sinus, all of that. So, you know, you might be telling your friend, you know, there's an issue. You know, your breath is bad, and they may have a medical condition. So, Lisa, I, I I'm gonna go to what Lisa says. Call them out and, and take them aside and be kind about it, right? Maybe give her some floss too. Yeah, that's
0: a
2: little. I'm a big flosser.
0: Flossing (laughs) gets rid of the plaque. I know
1: know.
2: the bad breath.
0: (laughs) So
1: go ahead, Lisa.
2: Should have been a hygienist, Lisa. Yeah, (laughs) should have been.
0: Should have been a lot of things. (laughs) Should (laughs) have been one. Dear O T M, married friends of mine have been separated since January. The reason being, the husband cheated. I am friends with both of them, but I am finding that my girlfriend, the wife, wants me to completely cut off her husband. Not that I am there hanging out with him or even talking to him. That's the thing. He keeps calling me and wanting to talk to me about it or just see how everyone is doing. I've talked to him through text but haven't answered the phone when he calls. My girlfriend found out I talked to him and is very upset with me. I don't know if he is trying to rub it in her face or what, but this is what I'm figuring. She feels I'm betraying her and so on. It's dumb. What do you do when married friends of yours are no longer together? I honestly feel like the husband is more persistent in the friendship than her. I heard from him more than her, and sometimes during the marriage it was the same thing. But I'm, I keep not asking. I don't want to take sides. I'm still both their friends, and I want to keep it that way. But can I, Lil? You want me to start with this one? Oh, that's mm-hmm. a tough one. Let me let me just say
1: this: I, when I got divorced, and and, and I'm going to be very honest, I was so crushed over what my ex had done I wanted none of my friends to be friends with him because you feel like you want your close friends to to side with you not just it's not just side with you but support you and love you want your close friends around you and I felt like by being close friends with him too maybe they were telling him things I was saying there was this whole crappy thought process in your head that you go through was it right no, I'm going to say it was not right. Was it fair to them? No, I'm going to say I was unfair. However, it's I'm being dead on honest. I didn't want them to be friends with him. I didn't want them going
0: back and telling him anything. And I totally agree being divorced myself. It is like it, you feel like it's a betrayal because it's a code, you know. And and but the one thing in here I don't like is Why is he calling her? Is he trying to get back with her? There's not enough information in here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe is he hitting on her? Mm -hmm. That's what I, that was the first thing that came into my mind. Right. You know, he cheated on this girl. That's the big thing. It's not like they got divorced because it was money or um, they just went separate ways or something with business. No, he cheated. Right. So she's hurting. Right. And. I'm with her. I, you know, I she would not, be, I but it, want this
2: it. woman is friends with both of them. She has to be straight with both of them. Right. Yeah. I don't want to hear about that person. Don't, you know, if you want to be my friend, be my friend. But I'm not this middle person for your, your, your BS between you two. Yeah. That, your, you know?
0: Can it's I just true. jump in here too? What do you think Gail would say?
2: Love and light. Go.
0: back <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, but she would. She'd be like, "I think we need to get to the bottom of everything, and then this and that." And then she would say, "Love,", and love. because Gail's got that very cerebral, spiritual. That's nice. No, yeah, but you know, she's just, very refreshing when it comes to that yes. I, But you know, in
1: in in re- reality to life, you do feel crushed. You're crushed when somebody. Yeah. You know what? First of all, let me just bring this really out. If you're gonna cheat, it, if you're gonna, if you don't want to be with a person you're with, don't cheat on them. G- grow a set. And tell them exactly, okay, because exactly. you're not only. Here's the reason why, and I've said this to my kids on and things in life. Think of a, a flat pond of water, and then you throw the pebble in the middle; it rings out all the way around that pebble, and mm. that's what happens when you cheat on someone you're in a relationship with. You cheat on them; it affects them, affects their family, affects their kids or your kids. It affects your friends. It affects your job. It affects your life. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. If you want out get out mm-hmm. if you don't want out and you're attracted to someone else grow a set and cut it off and say you know what this is not right every time you cheat on your wife or husband you're cheating on your family your friends your life just if yeah. ask
2: you, you just have to ask whether, whether it's worth it you know? right yeah right. Right. exactly
1: like, is is having one you
2: know yeah it's
0: it's having one
1: night worth risking your family exactly. your yes. entire family and remember when you do that it doesn't affect your kids for the moment it's happening now your kids are going to have a stepmother, stepfather, or your family's going to be divided. It's never going to be the same. Never, 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 never. I grew up like that. So mm. yes, yeah, Seth. So uh, you know you what? Go. I
0: take it back. You know what? Gail would say, "Grow a set, grow a set." <laughs> she would. She'd be like, "Grow a set." <laughs> so anyway, that's
1: that's our take on the cheat. If you're going to cheat, it's be grow a set and get out. That's it.
0: Okay. okay. please. You've got quickies I got, I got some quickies coming up here. Um. Mm. Um. Me? We have a baseball issue. Oh, you, well, yeah! I want to mention terrible, uh, terrible, terrible. Roy Halladay
2: was a great pitcher for the Blue Jays and the Phillies, and uh, he uh, died in a single plane accident uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. He was flying the plane. too. He was flying a single, yeah, oh, single same. plane, single, uh, single rider. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, you know, uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, there was a pitcher who pitched for the Phillies and the Yankees, Corey Lytle, flew right into a building in the east side. You guys might remember that Yes, story. I, yeah. I do. Yes. And you probably both remember Thurman Munson when I was a kid. Oh, yes. He was a famous catcher for the Yankees, died in a plane crash as yeah. well. Um, it's Yeah, it's, he's a, he had two kids, 40 years old. Horrible. Uh, you know, a great competitor, and it seemed like he was a really great guy. I think just yesterday, I looked on his Twitter because I – it just—I get—it's—it's uh, it's weird to me to see people's social media right like before they die. Right. And he just posted a picture with a bunch of kids, and we just won this league or something, and you know, like the day before. You right. Know? And he loved to fly. He was—he was really into it, and um, it's, yeah, you just hope, guys. You know, people should really know what they're doing. You know? Right. And it's right. scary, and things happen. You know, in JFK Jr. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, anyway, okay, so now we have another baseball story, a more uh, positive, happier and positive one. one. Yeah. Houston Astros, as everybody knows by now, won the World Series. And Kate Upton married Astros pitcher Justin Verlander on November 4th. She's they had waiting. a very busy, busy week. They she got two waiting, rings.
2: She was waiting for him to be a winner. I know, yeah. exactly. Like, okay, two rings. okay, now I'll marry you. Marry marry me.
0: Yeah. Uh, it pays. Oh, does it pay to lose weight? Oprah has made $300 million from Weight Watchers Rally. Uh, she does roughly own 10% of the company which could go up to 15 and has brought the stocks back soaring.
2: Does she look like she's lost weight though? On these courses. Yeah, you know me, I
0: don't really watch She looks watch more TV. toned to me. She yeah? looks much more right. toned. She does look toned. She's
2: a lot of yo-yoing in her life. Oh,
0: big time. Yeah. She was like teeny teeny at one point. Yeah. yeah. She Oh, yeah, remember when she rolled that? She yes. rolled on a red little wagon. I don't know. Seventy-three pounds of some whatever weight she lost. What it would correlate to her weight that she lost. Crazy. Okay, so you know me. I always like to know about who's making money. World's highest paid TV hosts. Take a guess.
2: Um, TV hosts that include late night too.
0: Yeah, I guess. Okay, Jimmy Fallon. I would have said Fallon. No, Dr. Phil. Oh, made seventy-nine million. Jesus. Right behind him, Barkin. Ellen, right at his heels, barking at 77 million. And you won't believe this next one. Ryan Seacrest, uh, pretty quick, by the way, because he's on with Kelly, 58 million. I mean, come on. Come on, come on, come on. It's crazy. And according to page six, Mariah Carey has undergone weight loss surgery because body shamers have spurred her on to
2: do so.
0: I had to say. It's, it's sick like attention
2: it's like tension grabbing.: Come And on, right? Adam
0: Levine and wife, Bahati Prinszlow are having a girl. and I don't know if anybody notice, knows this, but they did announce that. They announced the gender of the girl on Ellen's show, but Ellen picked out their child's first name. They have a daughter, Dusty Rose. And the new iPhone X? All glass. Did we know that? What is the point what of having that? What is the point that? of having a phone They're that's saying glass. In, it's the
1: most, they said it, the most breakable oh, phone geez. on the market. You can drop it from pocket height and it shatters. What's the point, dude? Like, really? Why? What is it?
2: And they use the insurance and they don't let really you use the insurance.
1: And, and the insurance cost has gone up because yeah. iPhones are more expensive.
2: $1,000 phone. Yeah.
1: It's nuts.
2: I'm going to stick with my 6S. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with my, I'm a droid girl, so. And
0: now we have Mother Says, and again, sponsored by number seven makeup and skincare, available at Walgreens, Dwayne Reed. And Mother Says
1: this week is life is too short and unpredictable not to live exactly as you please. You have one life, seriously, and you should be doing what you want to do as long as it's not breaking the law and exactly how you please. I mean, we're happy that Seth's with us, Seth.
2: Thank you. I was going to say, this, the, the teen code for this is YOLO, just so you know. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, boy. yes. Yeah, so, again, Mother <laughs> says, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't take him today. <laughs> what? Life is too short <laughs> and unpredictable not to live as exactly as you please. YOLO.
2: YOLO. YOLO.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. And Have you're a listening great week. to The One Tough Mother Show. Oh, and guess where you can find us? iTunes, Stitcher. Podsearch.com. Everybody, I can't stress it enough. Go to Podsearch.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, hashtag OTM, hashtag One Tough Mother, hashtag doing? Tough Mothers with you, and go to onetoughmother.com. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.